it's an Elliot solo episode. <laughs> I've never done one of these before. I'm being really quiet because I'm shy and I'm not talking to anyone but myself, so sorry. Um, today, oh crap, I need to do an intro. Welcome to the Operation of the Fangirl podcast. Um, so, fun. So, if any of you were born um, between 2000 and about 2004, I would assume, um, and are nerds like me, you probably have some weird obsession with the horror genre um I know I do I know a lot of my friends do and the thing that got us into the horror genre was creepypasta um so today we're obviously talking about creepypastas and the weird fandom and obsession around it To start, I suppose we can talk about um, how I got into creepypasta. So I was about, I think, 11 or 12, and I got into creepypasta through like YouTube videos, probably, I think, because at first it was Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, and I had a lot of friends who were into creepypastas, and they used to scare the crap out of me. I hated Slenderman, I hated Jeff the Killer, I hated all that kind of stuff. And then I actually started, like, researching it and, like, watching videos about it, and I actually got a little obsessed. So, the thing about it is that none of it is actually realistic, nor does it make any kind of sense. Um... And, I mean, they're internet urban legends, really. Like, it's, um, it's kind of weird to think about because it's like Slenderman, I think, started off as a college art student's project. And it was like a photo, I guess, of a bunch of children running away from it. Like, from him, I suppose, but... It became this weird obsession online and no one apparently knew where it came from but from my knowledge that's its origin that's what it was and people named it and uh, fan art made fan art made fan art um, videos made fan videos made that all kind of stuff you know and it's really weird to think about um, like how it came to be because I'm pretty sure Slenderman is like the OG creepypasta like he's the first thing people think about when they think about creepypasta and then time went on and we got um the main guys I suppose the most famous ones 
like Jeff the Killer, Tiki Toby, Ben Drowned, all that kind of stuff. And it's like how we got this obsession with actual fictional serial killers as prepubescent children up to um, kids in our early stages of puberty is really weird. Like, I know kids who are like five when they first heard about creepypasta and were like obsessed with it. And it's so weird to think about like how we found comfort in these characters. And like, half the time I talk to these people and they don't even, they haven't even read their origin story. They just like found out about them on the internet. So I decided um, maybe I'd talk about that um, and my knowledge of it. So very fun, I suppose. Um, and like, I mean, now that I'm grown, I have like an obsession with horror and like eldritch horrors. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's like Lovecraftian cosmic horror stuff. I like that kind of stuff. I like horror movies. I like cult classics a lot. Um, like Evil Dead, The Exorcist, um... I like Stranger Things, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's, I mean, Stranger Things isn't really that scary, but it's like, I think it was supposed to be. Um, but like, it's weird to be older now and look back on that time in my life and like, I still have like a love for creepypastas and all that kind of stuff like I'll still read the stories um I still have a fan fiction like a crack fan fiction I'm writing about it because I'm taking all the tropes from the fan fictions with those characters in it <laughs> and like putting it all in right and it's it's a time in my life I don't necessarily regret like a lot of people do. I don't think we should regret times in our lives like that. Like maybe we can be embarrassed, but we don't have to regret it, you know? It's a learning experience. It's a, I mean, like I have fond memories of reading fan fiction, reading creepypasta, cause that's really what got me into the stuff I like now. Um, but, you know, um, I'll move on to my knowledge of creepypasta. Um, so I think I'm gonna start off with the iconic Jeff the Killer. So the thing about Jeff is like, I don't know what the fandom, why the fandom has an obsession with him. Um, and make him out like a... I don't know, like, almost like a stew from Scream, you know what I mean? Like, from the Scream movies, he almost acts like stew in a lot of these fan interpretations of when he's older. Um, and a lot of fans interpret him as older, but in, I'm pretty sure in the canon, he was about 
12 when the original incident happened. Um, if you don't know, uh, Jeff's brother, Lou, got bullied. Um, and I suppose, uh, Jeff was severely mentally ill is what the author was trying to portray, but they portrayed it in like a romanticized kind of way, which I suppose is a way, it's an unreliable narrator type deal, but like, I suppose, so basically Jeff didn't like that his older brother Lou was getting bullied. I mean, I wouldn't like it understandable um and the bullies came to a birthday party that jeff was at uh and were bullying him um teasing him threatening him because he beat them up and they didn't like that they're supposed to be big tough guys you know what i mean big guys no one's supposed to be able to beat them in a fight And this resulted in Jeff uh, getting burned alive, fun, and I really think that traumatic experience probably set him off, is what was trying to be portrayed in the story. I find it kind of weird, but you know. Who am I to judge? It's not unlikely that something like that would set off someone who was mentally ill and undiagnosed and untreated. And then, um, he was in the hospital. I'm pretty sure the whole left side of his body was burned, his eyelids were seared off from the description I remember and when he went home um, from the hospital he like he found himself very beautiful Um, he found this not demented, but disfigured version of himself, beautiful, and he didn't want to stop smiling, but to continue smiling hurt his mouth, as it does for a lot of us. If you've ever been out with a friend and you're continuously smiling, the corners and the sides of your mouth get sore from that muscle movement and from retaining that expression, right? So... He cut a smile into his face. Just gonna come out and say it. That seems pretty painful. I'm not one for self-mutilation. I don't even like seeing it in movies. I can't stand any of that stuff. Um, Like, I I can stand a lot, but I can't do, like, people hurting themselves. I don't like watching, like, needles go into people in movies either, like, big needles. I can't do that either. I don't understand it but like just imagining this 13 year old kid cutting a smile into his face is a lot I don't like it very much (laughs) um 
and goes on a rampage, kills his mother, kills his father, and then stabs his brother Lou seemingly to death. And that's how the story ends. And there are a lot of other like spin-off reboot stories that people have wrote of his life continuing. I'm pretty sure there's a game about him. There was supposed to be a movie. There was like a rumor when I was younger that there was going to be a movie. They never made it. Sad. Um, Would have looked forward to seeing that. But... There's like this weird obsession in the creepypasta community around Jeff. Um, and it's like when even when they draw him older as an older guy, even when people cosplay him as an older guy, he still has a signature cut smile almost as if it never heals. Now, I kind of imagine it that it healed and it left a really deep smiling scar into his face i think that just looks cooler it's almost like joker like um i mean i'm pretty sure the point behind jeff the killer was that he was supposed to be like a a joker inspired character you know um yeah there's him he he's an interesting character to look at i'd really like to like see a more realistic version of the story i suppose like if he were older or if like just like someone actually tried to go into what was going through his mind um and there are plenty of like people connected to jeff you know there's nina the killer who is an OC that someone made who was supposed to fall in love with Jeff. There's Jane the Killer, um, who fell in love with Jeff, but then Jeff betrayed her and now she's after him. Um, both very interesting stories to read. Um, then you have other characters, like from Marble Hornets, who've gotten into the creepypasta universe somehow and they have like different origins than they do in the actual marble hornets universe um like you have masky you have hoodie you have those ones um and then you have someone like like toby rogers um he is a character who is portrayed with Tourette's. There's been a lot of drama in the community around cosplayers faking Tourette's. Um, I know a lot of cosplayers who don't do it because they find it disrespectful. Um, I don't have their TikToks or their things that I could give out on the podcast. Um, But Toby is like, He has Tourette's, he was in an abusive household, he lost his sister in a car accident, and he just ended up getting set off and uh, killing his family, and it's portrayed that Slenderman is part of that trigger, I guess, like Slenderman pushed it, and now Toby works with Slenderman, I mean, there's not a whole lot of detail to go into, 
with Toby's story that I can remember because I read it a long time ago. Um, that like Slenderman was talking to Toby in his dreams and in his head and pushing him to kill and all that kind of stuff and eventually Toby did it and um so that's one of them uh you have been drowned which if you don't know the original origin story no it is not about a kid named Ben who was drowned I'm pretty sure that was written by someone else um it is it's not about a kid named Ben who drowned and haunted his Legend of Zelda game the original story is about someone who bought a Legend of Zelda game at a garage sale and uh, basically the game turned out to be haunted. You don't know by who. Um, someone wrote a story about a kid who had an abusive alcoholic father who drowned him. I don't know if that's necessarily canon considering I'm pretty sure someone else wrote that um but from the canon story something has possessed the game the game uh, Majora's Mask is glitching and like the person can't seem to get through the game to beat it you know um so that's one of them you know and there's there's so much obsession around these characters i don't know what's with my generation but so much of my generation has an obsession with creepypasta with horror stories conspiracy theories uh true crime like even people who would be considered normal at least listen to a few true crime documentaries or podcasts and do like to learn about it and do find it interesting. I don't think I've ever really met someone who doesn't know anything about this kind of stuff, in my generation at least. We have a weird, morbid obsession with it. Um, I don't know. I know a lot of people older than me didn't get into it, but a lot of people my age are into it. Um, And I don't know if maybe it was because of our parents, of how we were raised, um, or because the school system didn't teach us a whole lot about the morbid stuff, and we had a curiosity to understand it, we wanted to know what it was, and we have the internet at our fingertips. We have all this information right in front of us, so why wouldn't we look at it, you know? I mean, like... You got creepypasta, you got Five Nights at Freddy's, you've got, um, like, true crime podcasts and YouTubers and documentaries everywhere. I don't know, and, like, it's the amount of people in my generation who found comfort in these characters that I find weird. Like, don't get me wrong, I find it weird that I found comfort in these characters, too. But why did we find comfort in, like, serial killers? Like, I mean, they're fictional, right? But, like, why did we find comfort in them is my only thing. 
like did we feel that unsafe that being around a serial killer was like <laughs> comforting for some reason um but I don't know it's kind of weird um yeah I don't know I find it interesting though that so much of my generation likes this kind of stuff um but it's like I don't know I've never really met anyone from an older generation who was obsessed with any of this stuff they were more afraid of it but I guess because what we were looking at was happening in their time like satanic panic which I will get into in another episode because I want to get into that in a stranger things episode specifically but like satanic panic with like like cults and all that kind of stuff so anything that wasn't like considered normal was um satan worship you know so i guess growing up in a time where all that kind of stuff was around it was more scary and i mean now we don't have like a whole bunch of serial killers you know what i mean like we don't have people like the night stalker or um like Jeffrey Dahmer or anything like that like we don't have anything like like full-on cults you know we have like we didn't have like the Jonestown massacre happening in our time so now we have a morbid obsession with knowing what it's about um but I mean that's just our generation I guess we don't want to learn but at the same time we want to learn you know um hyper fixation on morbid things and a weird talent for writing about those morbid things so fun i have written a creepypasta if anyone would like to read it it's on wattpad it's called talking trees um i could read it as a halloween episode at some point i think that would be interesting but yeah goodbye <laughs> outro you can follow us on our socials our socials our socials social meds social medias i don't know you can follow us on those they should be in the um the pod notes you know uh and remember to share the podcast with your friends because it's the only way it can grow <laughs>